Hello, 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 my beautiful little Scrub Squad members, and welcome back to another episode of Pre-Med Problems. As always, it's your host here, Alexa, and today this is episode three, and we are going to talk about the application cycle. So the application cycle for medical school can be very, very confusing um, if you're not familiar with it, because everything has to be done an entire year in advance. So A big thing with applying to medical school, people talk about taking gap years or not. My personal opinion, I'm currently in my gap year right now. Some people call it a growth year, whatever you want to call it. I personally love it. Um, I graduated college in May of 2021, and I am hoping to enter medical school in fall of 2022. Fingers crossed, still waiting to hear back. But I really, really love my gap year because it has given me time to do so much that I wasn't able to do in college. I have been able to travel. I went to California. I took a bunch of trips down to my shore house on the weekends. Um, I'm working two jobs currently, so I'm making a bunch of money, and I've gotten to spend a lot of time with my family, and especially in undergrad because not only was I a biology major with two minors, I played a sport, I worked, and I studied for the MCAT, um, I didn't, and I went away to school, so I didn't really have a lot of time to spend with my family, so... I graduated, I moved back home, and now pretty much my main concern since submitting all my applications has just been working and enjoying time with my family and friends. And personally, I love it. Um, Not everyone's the same, but I personally would suggest taking a gap year because once you start medical school, that's four years more of schooling right there, and then however many of residency. Me personally, I dream of going into orthopedic surgery. That's a five-year residency. Um, And then on top of that, I'll have probably a year or two of fellowship if I keep wanting to go in that certain path that I do right now. So that's another nine, ten years of school. Um, And it's a really scheduled period of your life. Therefore, I think you owe yourself a gap year beforehand to really experience life, um, you know, in the earlier years of your 20s. So... Like I said, the first thing you want to do when deciding about applying is you want to decide if you want to take a gap year or not. If you're not going to take a gap year, like you want to graduate college and go straight into medical school, you want to do your application in the summer after junior year. So junior year is going to end and you're going to start your application in May when it opens up and then you'll submit it. You will have to then do secondaries throughout the summer, and then you'll probably have interviews during your senior year of college. If you do want to take a gap year, like I did, um, you are going to apply after you graduate. So that's the timing of when you want to apply to medical school, but now I want to backtrack and I want to basically go through all of the steps it takes to apply to medical school. So step one, again, this is all my opinion, Step one is going to be taking the MCAT. You want to take the MCAT before you start your applications because MCAT score is kind of a big deal. Um, It kind of puts you in a certain range for certain schools, and the MCAT is a really big part of your application. So you definitely want to have that done before you apply so you can kind of use it to help yourself pick some schools. Also, studying for the MCAT is an extremely long and daunting process, so you want to be able to put your full focus on that, and then you want to be able to put your full focus on filling out your application when it comes time for that. One of my MCAT retakes, I had to study and do secondaries and like 
fill out my original application at the same time and it was absolute hell um, because you know it's divided attention to both as opposed to just full attention being directed towards one so highly 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 recommend unless you know it's a dire situation like it's a retake and you need to get it done before submitting your application 110% recommend taking it well before you begin your applications if you're going to take a gap year I personally recommend taking the MCAT in the summer after your junior year so you finish college at that point you should have majority of your classes that you're going to require for medical school um like your pre-med requirements majority of those should be done by then maybe you have a couple more to fill out but the ones that are going to be tested on the MCAT most likely you'll have finished so step one is take the MCAT once you get your score back it takes about a month about four weeks you're going to get your score back and hopefully you rocked it so then step two, you want to buy MSAR. It's about like $25 on AMC's website. It's the medical school admission requirements. It's this website. It's kind of like a portal of all medical school information. For every single school, it gives you, you know, the average GPA, the MCAT. It gives you ranges of like matriculants, what the MCAT range was each section. It gives you demographics. Um, matriculant information it gives you mission statements visions basically any question you could possibly have about a specific school it answers it tuition um, literally anything so definitely buy that like I said it's about $25 and then start browsing what schools you like and you think you will be a good fit for stats wise missions wise values wise learning wise um, some schools require more in-person attendance whereas others it's okay to kind of do like virtual learning on your own um definitely look for somewhere that you believe you're going to thrive not just a reputation of a school so as you're browsing the msar i would definitely make a list um, of all your medical schools some people make excel documents so it helps them really keep everything in one space and nice and organized. I would make a list of all the schools you would like to apply to and some of the basic information like GPA, how many letters of recommendation they require, um, if they require it from teachers or it can just be from anyone. Um, I would also make a note of, I said average GPA of MCAT, um, really anything that's important that is going to be a defining factor for you, maybe tuition, and just note that for each of the schools that you are interested in applying to. Step three is you want to ask your school for your transcript. If you did any classes at any community colleges, basically any school that you went to that you got college credits for, you're going to need to send your transcript from that school. Also, as a part of step three, I would start making a list of professors and other people that you want to ask for a letter of recommendation. Some people ask for these letters so insanely early in my personal opinion, I don't think you need to ask until maybe like February or March, considering you don't really need the letter until May. Um, you want it early as possible, obviously, but applications don't even open to start being worked on until early May. So even if you have the letter, it's just going to sit there and half the time they need to submit it depending on what kind of letter program you're using. You can either directly submit it through AMCAS or you can use Interfolio. There's a couple different programs that you can use to submit your letter of recommendations but so anyway I personally suggest asking in maybe February or March that way you know you're going to have it in time and just there's no mix-ups step four is going to be actually filling out the actual application itself 
So what I was very naive and did not know right off the bat is that there are different applications for different types of medical schools. So AMCAS is for all MD schools. AMCAS is what you use to apply to MD. To apply to DO, you're going to use AACOM. It's the American Association of College of Osteopathic Medicine. And then for Texas, all schools in Texas have their own application portal kind of thing. And it's called TMDSAS. It's just an acronym that has to do with like Texas Medicine and Dental School Association, something like that. I personally only apply to MD school, so I know AMCAS the best, so that is what I'm going to talk about because I also feel like that is the most common. Um, so for AMCAS, like I said, it is for applying to MD schools. It's $170 for the first school, and for every school after that, it's going to cost an additional $42. So yes, it's very, very expensive. Um, in order to fill out the application, there are an extensive amount of parts. There's like nine parts. It does take a very, very long time. The actual application opens in early May and you have till late May to complete it. I mean, you can complete it after that, but nothing actually gets sent to the medical schools until a certain date. It's usually late May. Um, so from early May, so basically the entire month of May, you have to work on it. Nothing has been submitted to anybody yet. The first day anything can be submitted by anyone applying is that date in late May. Obviously, everybody stresses how important it is to apply as early in the cycle as you can. So really, you want to use that month of May to finish all the aspects of your application and just fill everything out. So like I said earlier, there are nine parts to the AMCAS application. The first part is all the identifying information that's going to be like your name, you know, address, all basic stuff like that. Um, section two is going to be schools attended. That's going to be any colleges you went to, you know, if you went if you just went to a four-year, if you went to community, did classes at a community, anything, anytime you attended a school, it's going to go there. Section three is going to be all biographical information. It's kind of about like where you live and your demographic and stuff like that. Section number four is going to be all coursework. This part's kind of tedious. You have to go in using your transcript and manually enter every single class that you took throughout undergrad in the correct semester you need to put the grade you need to enter like the course name it's pretty tedious but you're just copying it from your transcript section five is work and activities this is basically where you get to kind of talk about who you are you get 15 slots to talk about any kind of work activities extracurriculars that you did in college or pretty much any time that you want to talk about and three of them you get to expand on because they're like your most important. You get to expand on why they're the most important to you. All of them have character limits, so you have to be very concise about what you're saying. Um, section six, it's going to be your letters of evaluation. So your letters of recommendation, that's where you enter them. And for each school, you actually get to pick which school gets which letters. So you can pick and choose which letters go to which schools. Section seven is when you're actually picking your medical schools. Um, you can pick as many as you'd like, so go crazy. Section eight is going to be your personal statement. Um, why do you want to be a doctor? Don't just say, I want to help people. You know, really dig deep. Think about why you're entering medicine and just show who you are. Show why you want to be a doctor. And then section nine is your standardized test. So your MCAT, some schools ask for your SAT, ACT. Pretty much that's just where you put it all in there. And like I said, nothing gets submitted until that date in the end of May. So at the end of May, 
I think for me, it was, might have been May 27th. I don't exactly remember, but let's just say it was. On that date, you can send your stuff out, and then it takes a little bit for all your stuff to get verified. But once everything gets verified, it then gets sent to the medical schools, and they have your primary application. So once it's verified, the school has it. Step five is going to be secondaries. So once the school receives your primary application, some schools send them out automatically. Others, they filter who they want to send secondaries out to. But so they will send you a secondary application. You get it by email. And pretty much what it is is just open-ended questions that they ask you. They all have character or word limits. Um, and it's just... This is a chance for you to elaborate on things that maybe you didn't get to talk about in your primary application or just things you want to, you know, dive deeper into. For me personally, some of the secondaries I filled out were just two essays. Others were anywhere from seven to nine. All of them have character and word counts, like I said. Um, usually you want to get these in within two weeks of receiving it. Some schools do have a date that they want you to submit it by, so when you receive the secondary, just check for that and be wary of that because you do not want to miss a deadline. Also, submitting secondaries does cost money. It's not cheap. Every secondary that I personally submitted ranged anywhere from $30 to $120. So the entire application process is very expensive. You need to be prepared for that, but I do believe there are waivers you can fill out and forms you can fill out for financial assistance if needed. So once you submit your secondaries, your application is completely complete. It is all done. And then step six is you're just going to wait for interviews. Interview season runs from about September to mid-April, I'd say. All schools are different. Some interview starting in October, others wait. It really just depends on the school, but the entire season itself runs usually from September to April. Hopefully you get an interview, you knock it out of the park, and then you get some acceptances. Applications are rolling admissions, so like I said, the earlier you apply, the better. Um, you know, being earlier in the cycle will help you. There's less people who've been seen before you, less spots are taken up, so you really want to try to take advantage of submitting your application early if it's possible for you. I'm not going to lie, the application process is very hard, and at least in my personal opinion, because you're trying to make yourself stand out and you're trying to, with a limited number of characters, write super succinct, super specific answers to questions about who you are. And for some people, it's hard to talk about yourself. For me, it's kind of hard to talk about myself. Um, and you're trying to show these people who have no idea who you are, besides the statistics that you have on your transcript and your MCAT and your GPA, you're trying to show them who you are and why you're deserve to be a doctor and that's really hard to do especially with limited characters so and then especially waiting through interview season waiting for interviews and acceptances and receiving rejections it's really hard the application process is really long and hard but like they say you got to be in it to win it and you just have to believe in yourself and be confident that eventually you will make it you know maybe it takes a cycle or two but eventually you will become a doctor if you want it bad enough that is going to be it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this and I really hope it was helpful. Just a nice kind of brief overview of the application cycle because I know going into it personally, I kind of had to figure it out as I was going and it would have been really helpful to know this kind of stuff beforehand. As always, if you have questions about anything we didn't cover enough, you know, just for a basic question, 
please DM us on our Instagram at premedproblems with an underscore or comment on one of our posts. As always, please subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And our quote of the episode is going to be, you must tell yourself no matter how hard it is or how hard it gets, I'm going to make it. And I cannot stress how important that is. Much love. Thank you so much, Scrub Squad, for listening, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye.